Nearly one year ago, on the 90th anniversary of the National Park Service, Secretary of the Interior Dirk Kamthorn, while visiting Yellowstone National Park, introduced a program which would bring upwards of $3 billion in new funds for our parks. The ambitious program, called the Centennial Challenge, is geared to coincide with the 100th anniversary of the Park Service in 2016. Over the last year, the National Park Service has conducted listening sessions around the country and talked with their parks to figure out the best programs on which to spend this money. We're expected to hear which programs have been selected at the end of this month. I'm guessing it will be on the 25th, on the 91st anniversary of the Park Service, and one year after the program was announced. Congress has not yet approved the Centennial Initiative. Yesterday, the National Park Service, represented by Director Mary Bomar and other groups, met in subcommittee hearings for both the House and the Senate to answer questions regarding the program. The audio from the Hill is of the Senate hearing. The complete hearing was 90 minutes long. I have a select few questions from Senators to Director Bomar for this program. We hear first from the Chairman of the Senate Subcommittee on National Parks, Senator Daniel Akaka, Democrat from Hawaii. We will also hear from Senator Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina, and Senator John Barrasso, the newly appointed Republican Senator from Wyoming. The Subcommittee on National Parks will receive testimony on S-1253, the Administration Centennial Challenge Initiative for the National Park Service, which Senator Bingman and I introduced by request earlier this year. The Centennial Challenge is one of the most ambitious national park funding proposals put forward in recent years. And for that, I congratulate Secretary Kemp Thorne and Director Bomar for your efforts uh, to secure additional funding for our national parks. Our first witness this afternoon is Honorable Mary Bomar, Director of the National Park Service. Uh, I'd like to begin with a general question. Yes, sir. Uh, before turning to some of the specific issues in your legislative proposal. In your opinion, what is the greatest challenge uh, or threat facing the National Park Service right now? And to what extent will your centennial initiative address this challenge? I think to answer that question on a number of fronts, um, the, the, talking to all our superintendents, you know, Senator Cocker, I come from the field that one of the biggest challenges that we face today is operational funding. But we also have a great opportunity, all of our parks, we have 174 friends groups that work in great partnership with our national parks across America. And we feel together that through a public-private partnership, as well as the operational funds, we have some wonderful opportunities. But super, we've heard the superintendents loud and clear, it is operational funding. Over decades, the funding has eroded. This bill um, will put um, the budget itself, the 2008 President's budget, would bring in 3,000 seasonal employees. That's been unheard of in years, um, back into the national parks to give interpretive programs, to give better services. There'd be 1,000 in maintenance, 1,000 in interpretation, and 1,000 in, in protection and law enforcement to the parks. Um, we heard the, the parks and the American public loud and clear what they felt needed to take us to the 21st century as well as 
um, what avenues should we be looking at? And it certainly is the operations of the National Park Service. Senator Richard Burr. How will projects that are funded under the Centennial Challenge be selected and who's going to be involved in that selection process? Right. Right now, this has been a, you know, after the 40 listening sessions and um, the, the five overarching goals were developed, this has really been those recommendations that we heard at the 40 listening sessions from the American public, all those ideas have gone through to the parks, and most of them really fit within the mission of the National Park Service, how they would like to see the parks kept vibrant for the next 100 years. Those parks, all those projects were put in through the parks, the parks system into a database. When they came back to us and we reviewed all of those projects, they are now actually going through that review process. Um, they will be selected by the National Park Service and will be brought to Congress for review. And that also will be an opportunity for dialogue, sir. Senator John Barrasso. I look at the issues of deferred maintenance, and I'm concerned with uh, just deferred maintenance in the parks in general. And I see that Grand Teton and Yellowstone and other parks that I've visited. I've heard different uh, figures as to how much really needs to be done in our parks across the whole system. And it's a number that I've heard, you know, well in excess of $100 million a year. The, uh, I know it's not been fully inventoried. I don't know if you have a, just a, some kind of a grasp on what you think that number is, and I'm just trying to put all this into perspective. Yes, you will often hear for, um, for deferred maintenance um, that it could be as high as $8 billion. However, that is to bring, um, we have just finalized comprehensive inventories um, of our parks, um, for maintenance, and that figure would be to bring everything into perfect condition in our 391 units of the National Park. Probably one billion of that is for critical infrastructure, sewerage, uh, um, and for critical infrastructure. I applaud Congress um, and the President for staying. We've stayed focused through using the fee demonstration funding to improve our facility condition. Um, I think the President's mandate was 4.6 billion. We're now past six. Six billion in um, backlog maintenance, deferred maintenance, and, and we'll continue to move forward in that program, sir. And that was my question. Then, based on this program, which uh, the numbers are below that, and, and are we looking at all new programs, or is some to help with some deferred maintenance as well? And how you view that distribution, if I could, please? Yes, coming back to the partnership and coming back to these letters of commitment. You know, I will use um, the Ben Franklin um, Museum in Philadelphia. My staff have heard me say it many times. It's a very easy project to get your hands around. There is an underground museum that is an $18 million project for renovation. On a daily basis, there's work orders for that project. It hasn't been renovated since 1976. That is one of the projects. Pew Foundation, uh, Penn Foundation, Jerry Lenfest, governor of Pennsylvania, have come in and said, we'll put $12 million up. You know, when are the federal government going to stand up, Mary, and put their federal match against that? That would absolutely reduce the, the facility condition index by taking that, that maybe wouldn't rise right to the top of a regional priority, but it is certainly within our maintenance, our maintenance backlog, deferred maintenance. So it absolutely, many of these projects will reduce that and eliminate some in some cases. Senator Daniel Akaka. I want to thank you so much for your responses, uh, Director. Uh, you can tell that we are 
trying to uh, understand uh, this, and and we'll continue to work work on it. Uh, thank you so much for for accommodating us. No, au contraire. Thank you very much, Sandra Kalka. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. For those looking for the complete picture, I have included a link to the entire 90-minute unedited Senate hearing on Bill 1253 on the National Parks Traveler website. This hearing represents only the first step today for the centennial challenge on Capitol Hill. We are sure to hear more about this bill in the future. I'm Jeremy Sullivan. Thanks for listening today. Music for today's program is from Liquid Zen, available on magnatune.com.